Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will revisit information technology as my guest will offer mid-year reflections on group performance and outline for us some key considerations relative to the group for a potential recession. Uh, joining us for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Kevin Dedean, Technology and Communication Services Analyst Americas with with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Kevin, thank you for dropping by today. Always great to be with you and looking forward to the conversation. Great to be back, Dan. It'll be good to catch up. Absolutely. So, Kevin, as our listeners, our clients might be aware of, the technology group has been challenged over the course of 2022. So, with the second half of the year right in front of us at this point, Kevin, from your vantage point, what does the setup look like for performance and what's your overall current thinking on the group? Yeah, Dan, let let me maybe take those questions a little bit in reverse. So, we have a neutral view on the sector, and um, I think that plays into the first part of your question. Um, we think that the the overall backdrop um, is, is a little bit challenging. I think that what we see is a healthy demand environment for enterprise spending. Um, in other words, investment in IT by by large companies, small businesses, governments, education, healthcare systems, things like that. Um, and that's important. That's you know that's that's a significant chunk of the revenue and, and earnings stream coming out of the, the sector. But there's some headwinds. Um, there's headwinds in supply chain shortages. There's headwinds in semiconductor shortages, and that's that is holding some spending back. And then if we think about the consumer side of technology, that's largely smartphones and also consumer PCs. We are seeing some weakness there. Um, we're seeing that weakness more globally than we are domestically. But we are seeing some signs that um, smartphones in particular could, are, are slowing down after a pretty big 2020-2021. Um, and lastly, I think on semiconductors, you know, ultimately semiconductors are really just a reflection of the demand of the end markets. And there the picture is sort of mixed. We see healthy demand in the auto and industrial sector. Um, there's continued shortages there. There's a secular story of increased semiconductor content in any type of industrial equipment, which can include healthcare. Um, there's obviously an increasing semiconductor content in automobiles, whether it's you know infotainment systems or safety systems, and of course electric vehicles. Those have a lot of silicon, a lot of semiconductor content in it. Um, but again, you know, a significant portion of semiconductor demand is driven by um, PCs and smartphones, and we are seeing some weakness there. So we think the fundamental picture is 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 a little bit mixed um, on the outlook for performance. You know, we think the sector should perform more or less in line with the S and P 500. Um, you know, we think multiples have have compressed a lot. We had we've had some good earnings growth. Um, we think that can probably continue, but of course, um, overshadowing all of this is sort of the question around the recession. And I think right now our base case is not for a recession, but I do think it's something we have to think about for the technology sector. 
So, Kevin, to that point, I do want to switch gears a bit and focus on a recent publication of yours, that being five key questions for a potential recession relative to the technology sector. Again, the key word there is potential. As you noted, CIO is not calling for a recession, though. We do want to perhaps manage expectations should one occur. So to that point, perhaps we can take these five key questions in order. Uh, The first one being what typically happens to IT spending? in a recession. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think it's important to understand that IT spending often holds up early on in a recession. Um, what we've seen historically is that um, IT spending actually can increase for two or three quarters from the beginning of a recession. Now, I, I, I want to be careful about a couple of things. Um, I think looking too far back in history might not be particularly informative because obviously the technology sector and technology generally, it's much more pervasive in our professional and personal lives, right? It's, it's just a bigger, more important, more strategic part of the economy. Secondly, no two recessions are the same. But having said that, I, I do think that this premise that IT spending holds up uh, pretty well and can actually grow early on in the recession is important to understand because it's easy. it will be easy for investors to get head faked, I think, and, and have sort of complacency or an expectation that IT, uh, that the IT sector can, can move through a, a recession unscathed. I, I don't think the historical data supports that. I don't think our outlook w- would back that up either. Um, and I think the reason that, that IT spending actually holds up better in a recession um, is that a lot of big IT pro- spending is, is actually project-based. So if you think about a company um, putting in a big... Um, customer relationship management system or doing a big upgrade of their network or putting in a new data center. Um, those projects can be multiple year projects. They're funded. They're carefully planned. They don't get the, the plug pulled on them uh, in a recession. Um, they'll, be, they'll be finished. Now, what does happen, though, is that pipeline dries up, and that's why coming out of a recession, historically, we've seen IT spending lag the overall economy. So, the bottom line is, if we do enter a recession, expect IT spending to look pretty healthy for another couple of quarters into the recession. But then inevitably, the economic tides catch up with spending. We'll see spending slow down and coming out of a recovery, we'll, we'll, we will more than likely see uh, IT spending lag broader economic growth coming out of recovery. Well, Kevin, thank you for the clarity around IT spending. I'm sure a question top of mind for investors as well. What about performance of IT equities typically during a recession? What can you share with us there? You know, I would say that um, like most of the, like like the broader stock market, the, the IT sector tends to sniff out a recession um, before it's, it's actually declared. And, you know, ironically, when I looked at the data, a lot of times the recession is is called about midway through, and the stocks seem to bottom around that point. Um, I think that's just coincidence. I don't think it's any causal um, causality, but it, it does. It is sort of an interesting coincidence. Um, and I would say that in a recession, there's sort of nowhere to run, nowhere to hide in in, in the technology sector. Um, we see we see all the broad groups participate in the downside. Um, we don't really see much of a differentiation across call it software versus semis versus hardware versus IT services. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's, it's that old saying that, you know, in a bear market or in a crisis, correlations go to one. 
Um, so I, I, I do think that, um, you know, it becomes sort of a sector allocation decision more so than uh, the individual stocks that, that you're going to own in a recession. What about earnings, Kevin? How might earnings growth be impacted during this kind of period? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So broadly speaking, the, the impact is negative. But here there are some differences in how different industry groups within the sector behave. Um, so what we, what we do see is, is uh, earnings get depressed um, across every group, across semis, across software, services, and hardware. But how we get there is sort of interesting, and the magnitude of the change is, is interesting. So if we look back at, um, at the 2008-2009 recession, um, we saw sector earnings estimates. We saw sector earnings come in you know, about 17% below original expectations for 08 and a whopping 23% below for 2009. Um, again, you know, the impact was broad-based. I would say that what we saw was semiconductors get hit the hardest, software and services um, get hit the least, hardware was, was somewhere in between, and I think that in that 08-09 recession, I think that was sort of an outlier because we have to remember smartphones were early in their adoption. Um, and even though that was, you know, the great financial crisis, smartphone adoption, I think, still drove uh, um, some pretty healthy numbers there. Um, but what's interesting is is if we look at, at if we go a little bit deeper and look beyond earnings, um, what we see is, is um, software companies that can actually expand their margins in a downturn. Um, they can actually come out of a downturn stronger than they went into it. And I think that's sort of the nature of the software business. It's, it's a highly recurring revenue stream. Um, these companies have the ability and the willingness to control cost. And, you know, simply put, in software, there's nothing more expensive than growth. And if you're not signing a lot of new deals, you're not paying a lot of commissions. So that's margin accretive. On the flip side of that, semiconductors really get hit hard. And they get hit hard for two reasons. One, they see revenues decline pretty sharply. And against that revenue decline, these are manufacturing companies. They have a lot of fixed assets. They have a lot of fixed costs. So we see um, we see their earnings and we see their margins really get compressed in a downturn. Um, I think the, the sector's changed a little bit. We have more companies that are what's called fabless, where they design the semiconductor, but they don't actually manufacture it um, than we did in, in the prior cycle. But I still think that we'd see some pretty – if we do get a recession, I think semis will be, again, hardest hit. And I think it's, again, on – on that negative leverage on, on declining revenues. I'm curious how this all might translate to sector valuation during a recession. Yeah, so it's, it's sort of interesting. I mean, you definitely see P.E. compression, P.E. being the price that we're paying for a dollar worth of earnings. You see that compress um, through the downturn. Um, and, and what I would also caution is, you know, don't look for valuation to give you a signal to be more constructive on a sector or more constructive on the stocks. Um, it's, it's really not multiples that drive performance. What we really see is that it's, it's a turn in earnings. It's, it's positive earnings. Well, first off, it's earnings that stop going down, and then it's earnings that start inflecting higher, more so than valuation. But um, if, we, uh, if, if we look at, at, at what happened in, in the 08-09 recession, um, you know, the, the sector PE, uh, for the, the PE multiple for the technology sector contracted about 50%. Um, that compares to about 38% for the S&P 500. 
Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're today, we're trading at a premium. If we do enter a recession, you know, I would expect that we're going to see some of the same behavior, um, declining earnings estimates and declining multiples. But again, I want to be super clear. Uh, our base case is not currently for a recession. So as we begin to close out a lot here to consider, I, I suppose a good ending point, and you have this as question five, Kevin, that being how should one be positioned within the IT sector during a recession? What kind of guidance can you offer our listeners, our clients there? Yeah, you know, I think we, we, we sort of look at it um, from a couple of different dimensions. And, and I think from a fundamental perspective, I think if, you know, we're, we're obviously not going to tell, say, sell all of your technology stock, right? Stocks. Um, but we would tell you, say that what you should do is focus on companies, technology companies that have high margins, strong free cash flow, uh, a recurring revenue model, and of course, healthy balance sheets. If we think about what that would look like in terms of industry group exposure, um, again, you know, I, I want to be clear. Um, we don't think there's really anywhere to run, anywhere to hide in a downturn. What we think it's really about is owning companies that get hurt the least in a downturn uh, to the extent that that's possible, but then also being positioned in companies that can participate in in an upside. Um, so we, we would say that, you know, software and, and, and services probably are, would be a better uh, place to hide in a recession versus semiconductors. Um, and that's, you know, sort of a marginal difference. I think the other way to think about this, too, is we looked at what factors performed best during the um, during the last recession, during the, the 08, 09 recession. And when we talk about factors, what we're really talking about is the quantified characteristics of a company. You know, there's factors related to valuation. There's factors related to price momentum, which is the rate of change of price. There's factors related to quality, the quality of the business, the stability of the margins, the, the health of the balance sheet. Um, and there's so there's all these different factors. We're able to get uh, a pretty rich data set from our colleagues in London. And what we what we found is, is the takeaway is this. Um, you want to own stocks that have a high free cash flow yield. So that goes back to what we said earlier, stocks that generate a lot of cash relative to the market cap. And you don't want to chase momentum and growth. So trying to buy the winners, uh, you know, the past year's winners tends to not be a successful strategy. And I think that's because, again, in a recession, in a crisis, correlations go to one, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Interestingly enough, if you look throughout time, um, that momentum factor, buying the winners, was actually a pretty good strategy in the technology sector. It just doesn't work in, in a recession. Um, you should actually do the opposite. You should actually be looking at stocks that have already gotten beaten down. Um, they tend to hold up a little bit better. Um, so we wouldn't chase momentum, and we wouldn't chase stocks that have high growth expectations um, because those growth expectations inevitably – the reality falls short of the expectations due to a um, due to the recession, and those growth year type names tend to have more expensive valuation. So it's sort of the, the playbook for successful technology sector investing gets flipped on its head in a recession. Um, you don't want to own growth, you don't want to own momentum, you want to own value, and you want to own the opposite of momentum. You want to own the laggards. 
Kevin, very insightful conversation this morning. Again, a recession is not the base case of the chief investment office to emphasize that. The very helpful guidance as to how our clients, our listeners should respond in the event a recession were to occur and helping our clients and listeners to manage expectations for what to expect with the group. So, Kevin, thank you again for dropping by top of the morning today. Appreciate the insights as always and looking forward to picking back up with our conversation conversation again soon. Thanks very much, Dan. Great to be with you. Thank you, Kevin. And again, today we've been joined by Kevin Dedean, Technology and Communication Services Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. As a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including, of course, the publication which Kevin has been referencing during our conversation today, that being U.S. Information Technology, Five Key Questions for a Potential Recession. So for clients of UBS, please be sure to reach out to your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of this publication directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Tune in Stitcher and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 